This is a podcast from Minute Media. And let's get it. This is the Back Row Bengals show, all brought to you by Fansided.com. If you head over there right now, go to the Stripe Hype side and go to the Bengals side. Brand new article is out. The hardest obstacle that the Bengals have is themselves. Just came out this morning. Please go over there. Give it a read because I get paid by the view. So if you want to help me and help this podcast, that would be 100% great. Uh, real quick, before we get into the video, I've got to sh- give a shout out to one of my favorite people of all time. Probably my favorite person ever. It is my mother's birthday today, and that's why we are doing this so early, and we are going to be going out later, and that's why there will be no college football playoff talk tonight. So we're going to be skipping that. We'll be moving that to another day. But anyway, Happy birthday, we have a lot to talk about. Yes, thank you very much. And as you can hear, that was not my voice. That is the voice of one half of the Bengals power couple, one part of the Tigers Talk podcast, I bring on the Hubei, Jess. Jess, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. So one thing that I I wanted to run by you is it felt like everybody and their mother had a interaction with Kay Adams, the ruler of the jungle. She came up to me. She gave me a giant hug. I looked over at you. I saw that you guys were having a conversation. How was your interaction with Kay? My interaction with Kay was unbelievable. I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. Um, I didn't, I was really happy, proud of myself because I did not break down in a like full-on ugly cry, (laughs) but I did like quiver a little bit and I was like a little bit emotional talking to her just because she is just so huge, larger than life. And I have so much respect for her. And so I got to tell her. So I basically went up to her and I was like, Hey, I'm Jess. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. And then she was like, Oh, I, I have the same uh, hoodie, like the hoodie that I was wearing. She's like, oh, I, ha- I have the same hoodie. And I was like, yeah, oh my God, like we're best <laughs> friends already. And, um, but she, and then I was just, I got to tell her that, you know, I started my YouTube channel this year in part because I was inspired by her and um, I got to give her, I wanted to give her a um, season ticket member hat because we have 13 tickets. So we have 13 hats. So right. um, I, I wanted to give her something that she couldn't buy. Cause obviously she can buy things right. anywhere and everywhere. Um, so I, I wanted to give her my hat. So anyway, I gave her a season ticket member hat and nice, um, she nice. gave me a hug and it was the best, the best day of my life. I think <laughs> Yeah, she, she came up and she came up my interaction with her. It was just like, it was just meeting somebody that I legitimately knew. Like, yeah. like, like I was like seeing you again, like, Oh, it's yeah. It's like, <laughs> like she came up like, Oh my God, like this, she made me feel like a celebrity. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. This is happening. But it was, it was, it was crazy. I, I thought she was, did an impeccable job as rule of the jungle. So, yeah, right. Sure. Th- exactly. So that being said, so as amazing as that was, then we go to how terrible. Well, not maybe not terrible, but it was a pretty disappointing game. I would say that that was a pretty disappointing game. What did you notice from uh, your side, from uh, down where you guys sit at? So I definitely, you know, looking back at it, it wasn't as bad as what it felt like at the time mm-hmm. because at the time it just felt like we really couldn't get anything done. And then when you look back on the numbers, it really wasn't as bad as all that. Right. It, you know, the, the the muffed punts, I think, really stand out to everybody. And that just felt like the biggest drain of energy from the crowd, from the defense. I mean, the defense played their butts off, even mm-hmm. having, even being up against that. So I, but I just felt like that just kind of zapped 
the whole room. Um, and then to come back and then to go to overtime and then, and then to lose in overtime, it was just kind of like, you know, we, we started to get up there and then, and then it was kind of a, kind of a letdown, but I think, I think everyone played better than what it felt like at the time when you look back yeah. at stuff. So. Yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree. The defense was definitely put in some really bad spots with those two muff puns by Darius Phillips. And finally they put Tyler Boyd back there just to just, just catch it, just sit there and catch it, call fair catch. That's it. So they were able to finally fix that, but something that just struck me and it seems like it struck the entire Bengals fan base is the conservative play calling of Zach Taylor, especially down the stretch. And this is something that's kind of been a question over the past, you know, you know, this past year, basically, what has been your reaction to Zach Taylor's recent play calling and then play calling over the year? You know, I think, I think Zach Taylor gets a lot of criticism and I think some of it is fair and some of it is unfair. I think that, you know, if we had won that game, I don't think anybody would be calling for his job. You know, we were very close to winning that game. So now everyone's calling for his job, but you know, I, I think that he is still learning and he's still growing. And I think I I'm happy that he is taking full ownership of his mistakes. I mean, he said he lost sleep over that. I just really feel like he's not making this exact same mistakes over and over and over again, despite what people I think are saying, I, you know, he's learning and moving on and then making other mistakes. And then we learn from those. And then we, you know, it's like, it, I don't know. I think it's been a, a big year um, for learning for him. And I was talking to somebody earlier today and, you know, Joe Mixon only had six played six games last year. So right. even Joe Mixon for this offense, this offense that we have right now is relatively new. So I feel like the, even the run game, the pass game, all of it is still gelling and it still takes time. And, you know, especially with the line, gosh, the line was kind of a, kind of a sore yeah. spot I thought on Sunday. So I think that was probably the worst that they had played. And I know the injuries don't help, but it's, it's, you know, I think despite all of that, Joe Burrow had a pretty good game. So it's just, oh, yeah. you know, it's a given. Yeah. Time. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree. And you brought up a great point. So Joe Mixon is very new to this offense. I, I know a lot of them are, uh, I mean, obviously Jamar Chase is a rookie. I mean, T Higgins is only in his second year. And then uh, you, now that I think about it, when I was talking with one of my stripe squad members, he, he made the mention that Joe Burrow still hasn't had an offseason yet. He had last year where he – or last year was an ACL injury. We didn't even know he was going to be ready for week one. And then right. the year prior, it was it was the COVID year. So this is still relatively new. I think a lot of fans were upset with how conservative it was on the last drive uh, when Joe Burrow started just really heating up. And it's almost like – it was he was a basketball player and the rim started to get you know wider like where they just lock into the zone mamba mentality as it may um but I, do you think if instead of running the ball twice uh on our last possession our last series excuse me do you think if zach taylor just let joe throw the ball do you think we win that game it's possible, but I also, you know, Matt Minnick brought up a really good point that, you know, CJ missed a pretty big block on that play. So I really yeah. think it comes down to execution because if everybody executes their blocks and executes the way that we need them to and that we expect them to, and, you know, maybe in practice, he, he they executed that perfectly. And, and then game time comes and it just didn't, it just didn't happen on the field. So there's a lot of things you could say, 
oh, one moment would would have won the game. You could point to a million different things. I mean, point to any of those muffed punts, <laughs> you know, right, that right. any any one of just one of them. Just take back <laughs> one of them and they right. could have won the game. I mean, they got they got points off of both of those, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. So yeah. it, it's it's hard to set to point to one coaching decision and say this cost us the game when there were so many other things that cost us the game. And it's hard to you know, it's hard to point to one specific thing, but now do I think, I mean, maybe he, maybe he could have thrown the ball and maybe they would have intercepted it. I mean, that happened in halftime against green Bay. So it's just, it's hard to say. And I think everybody um, is angry and sad and emotional because we thought that this team was going to, you know, win the Super Bowl after, after beating the Ravens like that. And, you know, I was on board with that too, but I think that now the past, you know, then subsequent weeks have kind of brought us back down to reality and now people are angry and they, they want to feel that way again. So they want to like, whose fault is it? I want it to be one person's fault. So I can be (laughs) mad at that person and we can fire that person. We can fix the problem and then we can be back to what we were, but it's just, it's hard. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, I, I you want to throw in that ball and gotten yeah. a touchdown there. Heck yeah, I do because I was yeah. sitting right there, <laughs> and both the <laughs> both the other touchdowns were going the other way that day. Oh. So it was, um, you know, I I wanted that more than anybody, but it uh, it just didn't happen. So yeah. it is. Yeah, you bring yeah, you bring up a great point. It's just yeah, you can point to that last drive in overtime where we kind of went conservative there, but you can also point to a million different things where it wasn't Zach Taylor's fault. It was you know missing missing execution that cj's uzama block that you were talking about the two fumbled punts i, I mean you could point to a lot of things i think that twitter tw- for a day Bengals twitter turned into facebook twitter uh, Bengals <laughs> facebook twitter if you don't oh, know no. yet, it's it is so volatile you don't even want to touch it and Bengals twitter is so nice and it's wonderful speaking of which the new community out i i just saw that i don't know if any of the listeners are have so- seen it yet there's a new community for Bengals, Twitter, anybody, anybody that follows the Bengals, anybody that loves the Bengals, we got a new community that everybody can just post there and go there. And a lot of pretty much everybody on Bengals Twitter is really nice and, and level headed, except for, you know, Sundays. But to your point, to your point, I think it was a lot of recency bias. Like, okay, now we got a fire Zach or we, this, this guy's fault, this guy's fault. So I kind of want to stay on Zach Taylor here for a second. Uh, this year, obviously, he has he has done a far better job than he has ever done so far in the past two years, I would say. Uh, he has done, it, you can tell by the locker room and their attitude and how they carry themselves. I, I think that Zach Taylor has done a great job with everything off the field. I want to get your reaction, your opinion on Zach Taylor as the head coach, not just in this game, but overall. Well, I think I think that what he's done for the locker room and what he's done for the guys on the team and the and the character that this team has, I feel like is impossible to quantify on a short term. Right. Now, when we look back on this season in particular, in my opinion, because I really feel like this has been the year of Zach Taylor's guys. I feel like up until up until this year, it's been a lot of holdover um from prior teams and things like that. But I feel like this is the year that we can really say, okay, Zach Taylor has his guys and what they kind of do from here, I think will determine, you know, is that going to make it successful or not? But I feel like what he's done for the guys in the locker room is invaluable, especially when you look at other teams around the league and how toxic they are towards each other. I mean, we have guys on other teams 
and the AFC North trashing their coaches on on press conferences, trashing their other players, throwing their players under the bus when it was them that pretty much cost them the game. Um, you know what I mean? So we don't have that. All we have are guys who say, you know, uh, when Jamar and um, Joe talk about each other, I just love it so much because they they just expect that they're going to be great and they give all the credit to each other and to their coaches. And they just, you can really tell that this locker room cares for each other and, and wants everyone to be successful, that there's, you know, there's no egos, there's no selfishness. It's just everyone just wanting to win towards a common goal. And I think that Zach Taylor has done an amazing job with building that kind of um, community and environment and culture in the locker room. So I feel like that is something that is really hard to put a number on. I mean, it's, you can't, it doesn't count any stack columns, you know, you really can't put a number on it, but I think that that is going to bode well going forward into the, into the deep future, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. It's just, they've, they've, they've gelled so well. It's a Bengals team that I haven't really ever really seen in my, in my years of watching them. Uh, you never really see you there, you know, while these, some of these teams were really good. You could tell there were egos in the locker room. There were a lot of me guys and not a whole lot of us guys. And Zach Taylor has done a lot to garner that. So, but then I, I still look at uh, what it's going to take for this Bengals team to eventually get to that point where we are going to a Super Bowl. We are the best team consistently. We are the teams like, okay, every single week, like we're expecting this team to win like a Tampa or a Kansas City because that's the ultimate goal. Personally, I don't think we can get there if Zach Taylor is the play caller. What do you think about Zach Taylor's role as a play caller for this offense? You know, that's that's a hard one for me because I feel like there's play calling and play design and they're two different things. And it's hard to tell sometimes what exactly the problem is. You know, is he calling the wrong plays in the wrong situations or is he designing or are the plays wrong by design, basically? And right. to be honest with you, I don't know enough about it to, to really have a strong opinion on that. I know a lot of people have said that. Um, I know a lot of other teams have other other coaches call plays. And I I just don't I don't know what the answer is. I, I do know mm -hmm. that if if everybody executes the way that they're supposed to i feel like then we're not talking about play calling so yeah that, and, and that and that's a great point you know you you go because a lot of it is going to be give and take execution versus actual play calling versus you know play decisions etc cetera, etc cetera. and you, you i do believe that his offensive scheme is a lot very smart usually game to game i mean in the afc north he's kind of shown that he's learned in a the afc north minus the browns game uh but i think they'll get it back to be fair, but they they've they've played to stop Lamar. They did stop Lamar and put up forty five on a very good defense. They embarrassed Pittsburgh twice, made them quit. Uh, and Zach Taylor's got a lot to do with that. One thing that Zach Taylor is now getting more criticism for because of the past two losses, but it's something that I agree with and that I thought he you know was smart with is the amount of days off he gives his guys. Uh, so after the game, uh, who they beat before the Chargers was it the not the Raiders. It was the it was it was the Steelers. So after the Steelers game, he gave them that next Monday off during the off season. After they had a hundred percent of uh, attendance in OTAs, they they gave them the rest. He gave them the rest of training camp off. Now and that's, that's something I agree with. And that you know it, it's shown when the health has come into effect, and the Bengals have been really healthy over the past year. 
what do you feel about Zach Taylor in terms of, you know, those off-field decisions, like giving those guys those off days? Do you think he's too hard, too lenient, you know, somewhere in the middle? Do you think he's just good? He's doing it all right? I mean, I definitely am happy that we've stayed as healthy as we have. I feel like in the past few weeks, it feels like our luck has run out a little bit, but I, mm. I still think we're in a really good spot compared to, especially compared to where we've been in years past, mm. um, but but even compared to other teams around the league. So I, I think whatever he's doing is working for the, <laughs> for the health of the guys, because mm. that nothing, in, in my opinion, nothing matters more than that, because you know, you could say winning games is the most important thing. And, and yes, it is. But keeping your guys healthy so they can live to fight another day is the yep. most important thing, in my opinion. So, yeah, I, absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you. Just health is just so important in the NFL. I want to go to the comment section real quick. What Russ Blackthorn, probably my best listener of all time, always here, always engages. We love Russ on the uh, back row show. He said Burrow, Burrow has 14 interceptions, also has multiple fumbles. I believe he's got four of them now. Uh, not all of them lost, some after the whistle, but Burrow is the problem. I think he's meaning that Burrow is is causing a lot of turnovers, and then he, he comes out and he said he tries to be a hero every play. I think that there is some validity in, in his statement. I think Joe Burrow does force a lot of balls, a lot of tight windows. I think, those, I mean, now I think that's led to a lot of magical plays. But I do think that that has costed, cost the team. You go back to the Chargers game. I mean, they're down 16 with probably six minutes left. That's, you know, not great odds. But they're still in it. He throws an interception in the end zone. He does throw some costly interceptions. How do you feel about Burrow's play so far this year? I mean, no doubt the turnovers have got to stop. That is a killer. Whether, we're, whether it's a fumble, whether it's an interception, the turnovers have got to stop. However, being – having 14 turnovers or 14 interceptions doesn't concern me really at this point, because when you look at Peyton Manning's rookie year, I, I mean, he still holds the record for interceptions. And right. um, so I, I really feel like he's throwing the ball. He's, he's confident. He, maybe he's making wrong decisions sometimes, but I would much rather him make those decisions and be wrong and deal and then learn from that than to not throw the ball at all. And it's 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 such a give and take in the NFL because, you know, yesterday or Sunday, I'm talking like it's Monday, <laughs> Sunday, the um, you know, Joe Burrow had a great game and the offensive line had a terrible game and he didn't throw yep. any interceptions on Sunday. So it, I, I really feel like it's going to get better. And it, you know, and, and PFF has him graded as the number two quarterback right now. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady's number one, Joe Burrow's number two, according to PFF. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, I, yeah. I think it's hard to hard to say, you know, don't throw the ball. Right. So. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And you mentioned it. Pan Manning also has I mean, he has his you know interception record when during his rookie year. Obviously, Peyton Manning, now one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I do think Joe Burrow could be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Just he has that swagger about him. Uh, and, and you're kind of mentioning it long term wise. And I agree with you. I think long term he'll learn from that. And then, yeah, against the 49ers, well, he, I mean, he's running all over the place, and he threw, he threw no interceptions, and he was really finding his receivers. I think also on top of that, again, it's just he takes those chances. That's why he is Joe Burrow. That's why he is, you know, BDJB. That's why we call him that is because he takes those chances. And he's and he's good at taking the chances, too. It just sometimes it comes back, and it bites him in the ass. So – now let's talk about just season long. I want to talk about the defense here. I think nobody has seen more improvement in who they are 
then I would say Lou Anarumo. I think Lou Anarumo is having a great year. He's somebody that I wanted to see gone at the beginning of the year. I will full on put my hand up. I would say he is at 100% not the problem at all. How would you judge how good this defense has played over this year? Yeah, gosh, I, I can't say enough good things about this defense. I mean, unfortunately, on Sunday, they gave up a lot of big plays. They were put in some bad situations. And, you yeah. know, George Kittle is obviously a freak, future Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, they they tried multiple ways to stop George Kittle, and they just couldn't. So, yeah. it, they're, they're but that aside, I feel like they are having uh, a really great year. And I, I can't say enough good things about Luana Rumo. And just, I feel like, a lot of things about the defense has improved this year and maybe it's the free agent signings. Maybe it's, you know, Lou having his guys in there and, and them all trusting each other. But I just feel like the tackling's better outside of the Jets game, which was a weird one-off thing. Strange. Um, Very strange. I, I'm going to erase that from my memory, but yeah, <laughs> other than the yeah, Jets I game, I feel like the tackling has been so much better this mm -hmm. year. I mean, night and day difference. Um, you know, I really love, Trey Hendrickson. I really love oh. um, Cheeto. I, I just really love the guys that we have in the room right now, I think are the right guys. And I, I'm just yeah. really excited for them and really excited to kind of see how this develops and how they improve, because I don't think um, anyone expected them to be this good this mm -hmm. year. So right. I feel like the sky's the limit right now for our defense. Right. I, right. It, it, you're, you're a hundred percent right with the, the, we just, we can't believe how good this defense is. I said in the middle, you know, at, in the off season, if this team, if this defense could at least play middle of the pack style of defense, you know, even farther back will be pretty good. This defense is now playing top 15, top 10 style ball. I mean, I mean, they're forced to be reckoned with Trey Hendrickson is probably looking at like probably the best free agent signing in Bengals history. And, and that's no exaggeration. You and I both know as longtime Bengals fans, they don't sign free agents, so it wasn't going to be that hard to do that. Uh, but we, but that being said, we're seeing a lot of change in the Bengals organization for the better, and a lot of this has to come from, you know, my current boss now, Elizabeth Blackburn, who again also so super nice when she came up. I was able, you know, she she's she's great. Uh, but you're seeing just the changes in the you know free going after it in free agency doing a lot of fan engagement stuff, stuff that makes the fans feel good. Are you seeing a change uh, if from, you know, the old Bengals, the Bengals of old to the Bengals of now? Are you seeing that change? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, what, we can't say enough good things about Elizabeth Blackburn. Gosh, I mean, right. I feel like she has been such a, a bright, shining beacon of hope in this Bengals fandom. And I just, I, I I'm so happy that she's, there and here and and doing all the things, <laughs> Elizabeth Blackburn. My mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Russ Blackthorne just commented. Elizabeth Blackburn is my favorite bangle. I love it. Yeah, I um, mean, yeah. A lot of this doesn't happen without her. Yeah. So I really I can't say enough good things about her. But but to answer your question about is this you know has this changed? I think a hundred percent, top to bottom. You you can't you know you said oh we don't sign free agents. That's gone. That a lot yeah. of those narratives that people have perpetuated for years are gone. They're dead. And it's like only the people who aren't paying attention or aren't up on current events are still perpetuating those old takes. And they're yet lazy at this point because it's right. not, it's not been true this year. So I, I love that. I love that we are 
proving the doubters wrong and that we are getting our fans engaged and the ruler of the jungle is so much fun. And, um, I actually, I hadn't met Elizabeth until Sunday. If you can believe that. Really? I, okay. I just always, we always miss each other. And so I, I met her for the first time on Sunday. So it was, it was a really big day for me. I met a lot of people <laughs> on, I really met a lot of really awesome people on Sunday, but, um, so I oh, met her for the first time and I just was blown away by how kind she was. I mean, she just, gosh, she just, I was like crying. Cap was crying. I mean, not really crying, but <laughs> we were just so touched by how sweet she was to us. And, and yeah. we're just like, you know, we, we are nobody, we are weirdos on the internet that screams yeah. to the void about the Bengals. Like, <laughs> And for her to be like, oh, you guys are so inspiring. And I'm just like, I mm. feel like my whole existence has been validated. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Oh, so I just right. Could, I couldn't believe how sweet she was. So I, I think she is just doing amazing, amazing things uh, for this franchise. And I really hope that it continues, continues to grow and continues to um, get fans more engaged and get butts in the seats and things like that. So, Jess, we got four games left. In the in the regular season, where do you see? So you got to pick. How are the Bengals going to finish up in these last four games? I, I think we get a big win against the Broncos. That'd be huge. I, I think we get a big win against the Ravens at home. Uh -huh. I think we drop one to Kansas City because they are looking pretty good right now. Uh -huh. um, and then I think we get our biggest revenge match ever against the Cleveland Browns, and we end ten and seven, as as I predicted. At the beginning of the season, seven. <laughs> just because I like that. No, I just like 10 and seven. I just thought it was a nice number. Plus, I that's thought they, they were totally capable of doing that. So that's yeah. my uh, prediction. 10 and seven. Yeah. You know what? The funny thing is, that's exactly where I was, too. Uh, 10 and seven. I got to say, that's probably that's probably making the playoffs. I mean, especially if you're beating Baltimore and Cleveland again, as bad as Baltimore has looked over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, Lamar is just speaking of health. Lamar is not healthy. Ravens are yeah. just decimated. I don't um, even know if he's going to play. I, I heard he got carted off, but I haven't read any Baltimore yeah. uh, news, so I don't know what the last, status is of him. But mm, Last time I checked, he I believe he's going to play Sunday, but I do know that Baker Mayfield, it's a long shot that he plays on Sunday because he yeah, tested positive. He just tested positive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of Browns tested positive. And you know yeah. what? That, knock on wood. So, oh, no, no. Sorry, I was <laughs> bark in the back. I was trying to knock on some wood, but um, your dog's like, it, yeah, right. Just got up and started barking immediately. So, uh, but that. yeah, right. But I mean, just the the Bengals haven't had to worry about the COVID stuff, which has been which has been really good. Knock on wood, but it, they just haven't had to worry about it. It's it's been really it's been really great. I gotta say, Jess and you and Captain have the probably one of the, some of the best seats in the house. You get a lot of interaction with players. I got to ask over your years of having those seats, what has been your best interaction with a player? One that just sticks out in your memory. It has to be our, when, when Zach won that game last what was it? 2019 it had to have been 2019. So Zach won his first home game mm -hmm. as, as the coach. And we, so we sit in row two, but right. we try and kind of wiggle our way up to the <laughs> wall as people leave, you know, cause right. we're annoying. Mm, and I so we, um, so we're, we always stand there at the wall and we always clap, you know, win or lose. We always clap. Uh, right. my pin tweet right now are, are two pictures that Sam Green took one after the Browns loss and one after the Steelers win. 
<laughs> because we literally we stand there and clap no matter what. But the, right. on the Browns loss, I'm literally like, <laughs> and on the Steelers one, I'm like. So, <laughs> so we literally stand there and clap after every game. We have the whole, you know, all the time. So Zach came up and gave us a high five. He like ran up to the wall and he like points at captain and he comes and he gives him a high five. And I was oh, like, awesome. what? Just <laughs> like it was the craziest thing ever. And then, and then at the press conference, they asked him about it. And this was the best part because he was like, I always see that guy. I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know what his deal is, but he is always there and he's always clapping. So that first win, I wanted to make sure I gave him a high five. So that, that really, uh, again, I feel like our entire existence was validated in that moment because it's like the, even when they put their heads down and they run into the tunnel really fast after a loss, you know, they, they see you there. They, they hear you. And, you know, a lot of times people yell mean things at them as they run right. off the field. And so I always just try and like drown them out <laughs> right? as best right. I can. I mean, I can yell very loud. Um, yeah. So I, I just really try to drown them out as best I can. People yelling, you suck and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I, I really feel like win or lose, these guys are doing a job. They are doing it to the best of their ability. No one wants to win more than them. And the least we can do as fans is support them and, and be a, right. be a fan. Um, so, and I, I understand the frustrations. I do. I just don't think that hurling insults at, at people as they run off the field is the way to do that. So, right. Yeah. I, right. I, I, I agree with that. That is just so awesome. I, I think this year and last year and like with these act, these new Zach Taylor teams, there's so many personalities that are just, this team is so likable. They, they just are. And it's my family's <laughs> mentioned. It's just, over the years of being fans, and we've they've been season tickets for a long time. Uh, it's just this team's so likable. There's a lot of guys that you can really, really root for, uh, and it's it's just it's made for a great season and a season that I, I would say has come a year early though because we thought this would maybe yeah. probably come next year. One hundred percent would come next year, but the success is coming this year. We're a year early, and I'm not complaining. I'll tell you that. Um, so, well, one more thing I, I kind of want to bring in, and it's just something I've noticed, and I think it's it's awesome. I've noticed that a lot more of the Bengals community, there's a lot more women that are getting involved in Bengals Twitter and Bengals talk and NFL talk. And Jess, I got to say, you got to, you're one of the ones that's leading the way. And uh, it's something awesome to see. And obviously with your podcast, Tigers talk, uh, it's, it's a great podcast. And I think you're, you are really paving the way for a new generation of fan. How do you feel about, you know, this new kind of movement? I think the Bengals fans do a impeccable job of accepting thank you so much for saying that i, I certainly can't take credit for any of it um <laughs> I, I feel like i draw you should take strength. some no you should take a little bit of credit you well you know credit. i feel like i draw strength from the the strong women in the Bengals organization so you know obviously we got elizabeth this year so she's fabulous but you know we've had emily we've had uh, marissa we've had i mean katie blackburn is is yeah. the only female the first and only female on the competition committee for crying out loud so i feel like right. that all starts at the top it starts at the mm -hmm. top of the bengals organization and it's trickled down to the fans and i feel like having tigers talk and having women giving women like a voice um mm -hmm. in the fandom has has empowered them and and i feel like they were always there but now they're coming out and they're saying you know it, i can be a fan too it's okay i don't have to you know answer all your trivia questions correctly in order for you to accept me as a fan and mm -hmm. I can know just as much about the team and, and understand just as much about football 
as a woman and and I feel like that's really really awesome and I and I love it and I love to see it and when I was um tailgating before the game I I met a couple of people who came up to me and and they were just really excited about the show and and that to me is everything because I just really want to give a voice to the mm-hmm. women um yeah. in the fandom because there's a lot of really awesome ones so yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's it's been it's been incredible. I, I think a lot of it. I mean, I'll throw obviously Elizabeth Blackburn, Katie Blackburn, just having them there has been incredible. And then also on top of that, they're 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 succeeding. Like they they they're they're getting yeah. the job done. And you know, it, it just shows that like you know, it doesn't matter what you know what you're born with or what you identify as. Football's football, and football's for everybody. I'm in my schools uh, teaching, and I got I got girls coming up to me and like asking me about the Bengals and it was like I I didn't think a middle school girl even cared about football and but you know like, it's middle so great school, to see this middle school is when I started to really love football so it, right there it. you go because it, it's school, awesome yeah I feel like that's when you learn about sports as like mm. you learn the rules really and I mean when you're a little kid you're just watching people run into each other I feel like for, uh, most little kids but you know once you get to like middle school age like older elementary school middle school age i feel like that's when you really start to take notice and your your interests really kind of start to take shape and so that honestly that is when i really started to love football was in middle school yeah. so it's just something so great to see and then especially on stripe squad I, I do i do i see i see more i see more women there i see more families there i, I just i see more a more a bigger generation of fan of fandom and, and i love that Jess, so we talked a little bit about Tiger's talk. I want you to talk about plug anything that you got. What what, what do you have on your plate? What do you do? What, what what's going on in your life? <laughs> well, so uh, yeah, Tiger's talk. We are actually going live at eight tonight. So uh, I'd love it if you guys could uh, eat some dinner and then come back and hang out with us at eight o'clock. Um, so we're live uh, at some at some point during the week at eight o'clock. Um, my work schedule is a little crazy. So the days are not super consistent right now, but, um, we are live at eight, uh, tonight and we are doing a big giveaway once we get to 500 subscribers. So, uh, if you guys would be so kind as to subscribe. And I also, uh, we just started a uh, Twitter that's specific to Tiger's talk because I felt like we were all kind of tweeting our own things about it. It's me, Jerry, Kayla and Whitney are the kind of the, the staples. And we, we've all, we were all kind of tweeting uh, from our own account. So I wanted to make one uniform account for Tiger's Talk. So we have a Tiger's Talk Twitter account. So if you want to follow that, uh, stay up to date on everything that we're doing and uh, yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Jess, I want to thank you so much for coming on. This has been an absolute blast. And actually this has not been your first time on the podcast, but it's your nope. first time by yourself here. So it is it, 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 absolute blast. It's great. I've to graduated to my own person. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. That's what I'm talking about. Well, well thanks from, so much for having me. I really, it's such an honor. I really appreciate you asking me to do this. Oh man. Oh, anytime, anytime at all. We'll have you back on as soon as possible. So at the Hubei, Jess, that she has been, uh, she's been coming on. I totally messed up the ending here. So let me try it again. I said, I totally messed up the ending here. Let me try that one again. Okay. Okay. This has been the back row Bengals show. Thank you so much for coming on at the who Bay on Twitter. You can find tigers talk tonight at eight o'clock to go and listen in. And, uh, you can listen in to Jess again, give some more insightful comments and, and talk about the game. It's been so much fun. If you want to read some more about the Bengals, please head on over to fansided.com. Head on over to stripehype.com. New article out of how the Bengals are their, their biggest obstacle is themselves. Written by your boy here. I get paid by the view. So please 
go look at it. You don't even have to read it. Just get in there, roll down, and that's it. We are not going to be doing college football talk tonight because, again, it is my mother's birthday, and we are going to be taking her out tonight. Got us some nice gifts, and uh, I'll share her uh, Twitter name so everybody in the Bengals community can go out and go give her a nice big old happy birthday. She's a huge Bengals fan. Uh, but for everybody here, I want to thank you all so much for listening. I will catch you on Thursday, which is tomorrow, to preview the game against the dreaded Denver Broncos. Bye, everybody. See ya. Peace. Who day?